perched on a rock like an eagle was where he realised he had escaped. The city was only a mile or so down the coast, but he'd taken enough of a detour up the river to the bridge to feel far away. The sea wind was strong. There is a boy down He doesn't know what is coming Throwing stones on his own Here comes a man to take you home White horses gave the water an infinite texture, coming right at him and coming to a threatening climax below him on the rocks. The sound of the waves on the rocks toyed with his human instincts. Something so beautiful and impossible to explain to a man who does not know the sea, yet the sound of which, only felt in the stomach, would strike a fearful respect in the bravest of men. He had learnt to love the instinctive feed of the sea. It was his instincts that made him feel most human and alive. He could not imagine being more free. The trail continued before him. His destination was the big bridge across the sea. He knew not why he had such a desire to be there. It was not the first time he had visited, nor was it a rare occasion. All he knew, it was the bridge he craved to reach. Not the North Shore, nor the South. The forest was hot in the summer sun. The smells of the trees bathing in the heat filled the air, threateningly flammable itself. He let his imagination carry him. He was hundreds of miles from anyone. This was his forest. Nothing his imagination could create scared him. Death out here was nature, and he trusted nature. He walked miles in what seemed like metres. Every step was a step away from home, but the desire to find the excitement around every corner was addictive. Getting home had never crossed his mind. The bridge was his destination. The sea breeze took him by surprise, but filled his lungs with the hope he was almost there. A side path led to a point distant from the bridge. He knew it would give him a view of his destination. He was overcome by the urge to run, dodging branches and pushing through bushes. The undergrowth cleared, and again the overwhelming intensity of the sea filled his stomach. 
He did not stop running until down onto the rocks, like to the waves. He stopped. A silence fell in his head. The sound of the waves and birds were giving their own story in his head. The smell and touch of the sea spray stung his nose and skin, but it was nature. He was made for this, his eyes focused on the bridge before him. He could see it. Statues to a human need for connection. He wanted to be up there, needed to be up there. But still he feared its imposing lack of naturalism. He knew not why he desired to be up there. His entire journey was fueled by this desire, but still he did not know why. There was not a hint of beauty in it to him. Possibly it was a desire to conquer it, he thought. All he was sure of was he had no desire to return. The future was blank beyond the bridge. He rushed frantically into the village below the bridge, past tourists with their cameras and their vain purposes for being there. He had no time for the view. He'd seen it enough. He had to get up there. The wind was cold on the bridge, but his skin needed it. The view was infinite, the blue sky was infinite, and so was the firth below him. The bridge peaked high above the silvery sea below. This was it. He had made it. But he was trapped. The roadway on the bridge was empty. This was the most alone he had felt his whole trip. He should have found comfort in this. This was his cure, he thought. He wanted to look down, unsupported. He wanted to be the bridge here. He climbed the barrier, hanging over the edge with the wind and the sea smells, no one else around. He was alive, his arms outstretched behind him as he hung over the edge. There below and above was his cushion of freedom. And the sea, oh the sea. From this height it was beauty, pure beauty. He was flying like an eagle, total freedom. But still he felt trapped. He knew not what by. But he had to escape it. He needed to be free, feel the air around him. He let go. He fell. He closed his eyes. 
he had flown his perch as an eagle. The Bridge by Harris Williamson This production featured Andrew Hall as the narrator. It was directed, edited and produced by Harris Williamson. The music was by Harris Williamson and the sound effects used were either specifically recorded or in the public domain. Full attributions and credits can be found at liquidpicnicproductions.com Our supervising producers on this project were Finlay Cassie and John McQueen. James Hay, Holly Clark and Joe Simpson are executive producers for Liquid Picnic Productions. The credits were read by John McQueen. Please make sure to subscribe to us in your podcast player of choice so you don't miss our next audio production. For more information about Liquid Picnic, visit our website. And to keep up to date with us, why not follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You've been listening to a Liquid Picnic production.